Hi, and welcome to the Frugal Debt-Free Life Podcast. This is your host, Lydia Sin. I am a mom, a wife, an entrepreneur, and I am living a frugal debt-free life, and I want to show you how. Y'all, this is real life money advice for real life people because life doesn't always fit inside a cash envelope. This is honest, this is raw, and today I'm going to be sharing with you in episode number two, how we hit financial rock bottom and then got back up. This story is not pretty. It is not fluffy. It is not life lighthearted. It is full of regrets and mistakes, but I hope that it will help you. So let's go. So today I am talking about my financial rock bottom or our financial rock bottom. This is something I've actually touched on before. If you go back, I made a video called How to Stop Living Paycheck to Paycheck, if you want to go check that out. But I talked about, um, my husband and I fell into some really hard times a few years ago. We, I lost my job, and my husband took a $7 an hour pay cut in the same day, and it was rough. And while we were, you know, victims of the economy, and we're not victims of anything, but while we were all caught up in this recession, we still had a huge part in this story. We, we didn't have money. We didn't have savings. We didn't have a buffer. We bought a house with no extra savings. We bought a house when we were still paying off my husband's student loans. Yeah. When we got married, my husband had student loans. I was fortunate enough not to have student loans. I was able to go to school without taking any out. But he also had some pretty significant credit card debt as a result of those, you know, his college situation. And so, and then we accrued more credit card debt on top of that. And then we decided, hey, let's buy a house. Stupid, stupid, stupid kids. If I could go back and like punch myself in the face, I probably would. But in 2009, things got really bad when I lost my job. And when I say really bad, there was like one point when I went to pay our water bill and I had to pay with like change, all the change that I had in our house. And I was still short. And the lady at the water authority was like, oh honey, don't worry about it, I gotcha. And then we ended up deciding to short sell our house. And if you don't know what a short sell is, you negotiate with the bank to sell your house for what it is currently worth. In April of 2010, Jason and I, short. we were in the process of short selling. We were supposed to close on a Thursday. And then we got a call on Wednesday night after we had moved in to a rental that um, the buyer was backing out because the bank our bank. They had not fulfilled their end of the bargain. They had dragged their feet and the buyer was fed up. And Bank of America ended up doing that about six times. I take full responsibility, Jason and I do, for getting ourselves in that position to begin with. I mean, it wasn't the bank's fault that we were in that position. And in the midst of all of that, I wanted to have a baby. And I told Jason, like, I'm ready to have a baby. And I don't I don't know what to do because we have no money. And Jason was like, yeah, we, we can't start a family now. And my husband's dad died in November of 2010. And we had gone to his hometown for the funeral and we were sitting in his childhood bedroom and my phone rings, or maybe his phone rings, I don't remember. And it was our real, our, not a real estate, our insurance agent saying, hey, we got a letter saying that your home has gone into foreclosure and you lost your insurance. We can't write your insurance. So our, our agent says we can't 
write your policy anymore because you're going through the process of a short sale and we, we don't cover that. And I said, yeah, that's true. That's what's going on. And she said, I can't tell you how many people are dealing with the same situation you are. And then I got so fed up because here we were wanting to start a family, but we felt like we couldn't because of our financial situation. And because of that, we had put it off. And my husband's dad dies before he ever meets these grandchildren that we want to have. And I was angry. I was angry because I was mad at myself and Jason, frankly, for, for getting in this position to begin with. So in that moment, I got angry. And I thought, I'm tired of my life being dictated by this nameless, faceless debt monster. I'm tired of my choices being made for me because of things that I did when I was 22 years old. I'm tired of that. I don't wanna live like that anymore. I want freedom from that and I want to be able to have the life that I wanna have. Sometimes it takes getting angry, angry at yourself, angry at your situation, angry at the debt monster. But most of the time, the only person we have to be angry at is ourselves. Yes, there are situations um, where people find themselves in debt through no fault of their own, a divorce or a child illness, or, you know, I don't know everyone's circumstances, but I know my circumstances. And my circumstances were, I had made dumb choices. My husband and I had made dumb choices. He made dumb choices before we ever got married. I continued to make dumb choices after we did, like there was a lot of dumb happening in that situation by relatively smart people. And it was time for it to stop. And it was time for us to get angry and fight our way out of it. I always say that carrying around debt is like having a backpack full of bricks, like wearing a backpack full of bricks. And every dollar you pay off or every loan or credit card or car payment that you get rid of, it's like taking a brick out of that backpack until you finally get to take the backpack off. And it is a feeling like no other. It is a freeing feeling that I cannot even describe to you. But if you're at that point, get angry and start taking bricks out of that backpack because no one can do it for you. All right, so that's it. That is my, like, I'm mad as heck and I'm not going to take any more stories. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope that my story helps you and that you'll fully see when I say I'm not here to judge anyone because I have made so many mistakes with money and learned from them and I continue to make mistakes. I'm not going to pretend to be a perfect little money angel because that doesn't benefit anyone. This is a real story and it is ongoing and we fall down and we get back up and we choose to do better once we know better. Thank you for listening. Thank you for those of you who have left a review. That is so helpful. It gets the word out about this podcast so that more people will know. So if you would do me a favor and leave a review wherever it is you listen. And thank you to those of you who already had, for example, Modern Budget Curl, who said, Lydia is amazing. She has the best tips possible and is so relatable. She has such a great personality and an amazing story. She is so transparent with her story and her tips for succeeding. Her YouTube channel has been so motivating for me. And I already know this podcast will be just another platform for her to be awesome. Thank you. And Joyful Chaos Mama says... 
I love Lydia's kind and encouraging way of speaking about frugal living. She makes me reevaluate my choices every time. So excited to hear more. Y'all, those comments just warm my heart. Thank you. I am here for you. Also, if you want to follow along on Instagram, I'm Lydia Sin over there. I'm always welcome to suggestions for future podcast episodes. I hope you guys have a great day and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.